Hey, thinking vacation? There's a terrifying yet incredibly beautiful place where water and sky mix into one picture, where you'll find virtually no living creatures for thousands of miles. Anyone who manages to get there will feel like the loneliest person. Destination Point Nemo, the most remote place on Earth. You've been living in the big city for the last few years, but they might as well be an eternity. You're tired of the endless office work, dirty air, traffic jams and crowds, and the noise. You need a rest and a reboot, so you go visit your folks in your small hometown. In the basement, you find your granddad's stuff. He was a sailor and had spent most of his life at sea. You open his diary and your eyes immediately widen. I've never felt so much peace in my life. This place seems unreal. It fascinates and frightens me. You assume he was probably trying his hand at fiction writing or maybe describing a dream he'd had. But then you see he wrote these coordinates. 48 degrees, 52.6 minutes south, 123 degrees, 23.6 minutes west. You type them into your Maps app. Weird, this dream place of his is out in the middle of the South Pacific Ocean. There's no land there. Your intuition tells you this is where you'll find the escape you've been looking for. You book a ticket, pack your bags, and soon enough, you arrive on the coast of Chile and rent an old fishing boat. From here, you'll need to sail through the South Pacific Ocean toward New Zealand. Your journey starts early in the morning. You put the coordinates into your navigator. 2,500 miles to your destination and just as many on the way back. The first week is calm, scenic. You'd seen sea lions on the coast as you set sail, dolphins leaping from the water, condors soaring just above as the land was disappearing under the horizon. You already feel lonely as you go further and further from civilization and wildlife. But there's no going back now. Day 9. You've run into a severe storm. Your boat almost capsizes, but you manage to keep her afloat. Out of nowhere, a colossal wave knocks you down and you pass out. You open your eyes to clear blue skies. How long was I out? You rush to check your food supplies. To your horror, you see most of it's been thrown overboard. Your drinking water is still there. Whew. Hey, why is it so quiet? The engine. You run to check it. It's totally wrecked. Panic sets in. The sails. They've been tattered pretty badly, but they're all you've got. You sail as best you can for four days. It feels like the boat is barely moving. Not because of the torn sails, but because there's hardly any wind. You see nothing but blue all around. The ocean and sky fuse on the horizon. This place is called a desert because there's practically no life here. You look overboard. What marine creatures could be swimming in the dark waters below you? Not many. You're in the South Pacific Gyre, a mix of currents that block the flow of cold water from the world's oceans. And the closest land is over 1,000 miles away. The Pitcairn Islands to the north, Easter Island to the northeast, and Meyer Island to the south near Antarctica. There's almost no wind because these lands are too far away. What it all means? Nutrients that sustain life can't get here by air or water. But you're not entirely alone. This is the Pacific Ocean, after all. 
Surrounded by the ring of fire, huge tectonic plates here slide into each other. Like rolling up your sleeve, the land bunches together and forms underwater volcanoes. They erupt, releasing chemicals that feed microorganisms. And those feed larger creatures, like the bizarre-looking yeti crab. You don't want to float aimlessly and end up in Antarctica, so you build a makeshift oar and start paddling. Day 15, you think? There are no waves. It's so quiet, you feel like you can hear your own heartbeat. The sun slides below the horizon, and red rays light up the whole sky. It's as if you're on another planet, in another dimension. The endless sky above, an infinite ocean below. I've never felt so much peace in my life. This place seems unreal. You recall your grandfather's words. It fascinates and frightens. Your moment of oneness with nature is suddenly cut short by a strange sound coming from the ocean depths. A sound louder than a blue whale's call. It doesn't belong to any known creature living on this planet. It seems you're not as alone as you thought you were. Could it be some half-dragon, half-octopus sea monster? Like the one H.P. Lovecraft described. His story even had the coordinates to where this beast lives. And they're not far from where you are now. But a moment of clarity pulls you back to reality. The same sound was recorded here in 1997. They called it the bloop and found out it was made by large icebergs cracking and collapsing. You feel alone again. Night has fallen. And you gasp. Stars! Millions of them sprinkle the sky. The water reflects them, and it looks as if you're floating in outer space. You lie down on the deck and admire the cosmic infinity. All your big city problems seem so small now. You notice a shooting star. And another one. It's strange, the second star is a little brighter than usual, and it doesn't go out. It's getting bigger. You grab your binoculars. This is no star, but some huge thing falling from the sky. It smashes into the water nearby. The waves rock your boat. The sound waves rock your brain. You've missed hearing sounds. You paddle to the unknown object. It looks like a satellite. Yes, Point Nemo has become a junkyard for space debris, since there's no one here to disturb. Except you. That's when a brilliant idea pops into your mind. No need to look across the horizon in hopes of rescue from lands 1,000 miles away. You turn your gaze back to the stars. Up there, only 250 miles away, is the International Space Station. Big day tomorrow. You try to get some shut-eye. The next morning, you take the wooden door off the boat's cabin and set it down in the water, careful not to get the top wet. You collect some garbage and pile it on the door. You pour the leftover gas from your broken engine on it and set the whole thing on fire. There are no clouds in the sky. Hopefully the astronauts up there will see your smoke signal. Hours pass. The fire has long gone out. You feel defeated. You spend the rest of the day sleeping. Little do you know that when your trash lit up and filled the sky with smoke, the ISS was passing by overhead and an astronaut happened to be looking down at you. The astronaut thought, "Mm, might be nothing, but it is out of the ordinary. Better tell someone just in case. It takes rescuers from Easter Island a couple of days to reach you. You come back home a completely new person. 
you have the urge to write, and maybe someday, your grandchildren will read about your adventures. Perhaps it'll inspire them too.